Hey there, just a warning. This episode contains some information that may not be suitable for all ears. Proceed with caution. The ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Isaiah 1-3 Hi, this is Pastor Jason from Christian Life Church in Waverly, New York. Welcome to Master's Crib, a weekly podcast where we interview pastors and leaders about the biblical teaching of authority. This program is designed to go alongside a personal Bible study aimed towards spiritual growth, biblical understanding, and a Christian worldview. Thanks for tuning in. Today on episode 13, we have Reverend Rusty Thomas. Reverend Thomas is a nationally recognized public speaker, author, radio guest, and founder of Elijah Ministries and the Kingdom Leadership Institute. His writing has appeared in publications around the world, and his work has been profiled in Vanity Fair, the Los Angeles Times, New York Times, and World Net Daily. A veteran pro-life leader, Rusty is the assistant director of Operation Rescue, Operation Save America. He is also the associate pastor to the Gospel of Life Ministries. He resides in Waco, Texas with his wife, Kendra, 13 homeschool grand, excuse me, children, and five grandchildren. Rusty, welcome to Master's Crib. Well, thank you, brother. That's a very, very old resume. Yeah, how many numbers do I have right? Well, so much has changed since that was first written. All right, fix but, my uh, numbers. Praise God, buddy. It's good to be with you. Uh, f- fix my numbers. How many? How many? How many kids? How many grandkids? Um, thirteen children, and I think number thirteen's on the way of grandchildren. This is old. Okay, so what else has changed? What else on here has has changed? Well, uh, um, Brother Flip Benham was the national director. I was his assistant, and then he stepped down in 2014, and and I, I guess God wanted me to replace him. So I became the national director in 2014 in New Orleans, Louisiana. All right. All right. That is awesome. So just uh, briefly, how, how did you get started with what you're doing now? How did this all start? Well, honestly, Pastor Jason, um, it was a setup. <laughs> the Lord set me up. Um, obviously, as a Christian, I, I was always, you know, pro-life. Um, you know, I would prefer that people, you know, not murder their babies and shed innocent blood. Um, but, you know, back then, you know, I was a pastor and abortion, you know, was an issue we debated, we argued, you know, there was, you know, pro-choice arguments, there was pro-life rebuttals, and sort of on and on, and it kind of went. Now, I, I need to tell your audience, I, as a pastor, I, I was always a preacher of righteousness. I, I did not shy away uh, from the sins of this age, the national sins, I was pretty bold in addressing them from the pulpit, um, but there was one thing missing uh, up to that point, and that that was I, I had never seen abortion. I had argued about it, I had debated, I had preached against it, 
But up to that point, I had never seen an abortion. And so it was more like a a moral idea, a concept. Um, But one day, um, that all changed. A pastor friend of mine uh, gave me a videotape, so that kind of ages me. Uh, And uh, he said, "Uh, when you have a chance, brother, I want you to watch this videotape. And Pastor Jason, it was called The Massacre of Innocence by Eric Homburg. Mm. And he did a masterful job. The first part of the um, video, he kind of traces child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood, all the way back biblically uh, to the tribes of Ammon and Moab. And he, he, he does a really good job, you know, biblically addressing the issue. But it was the second part of that video that absolutely changed the projectile of my life. And what it, what he did, brother, was he had uh, Pat Benatar, the, the old 80s rock singer. She had a song called Hell is for Children. And every time she screeched, Hell is for Children. Hell is for children. Every time she screeched that, uh, Eric put pictures of aborted babies. And uh, I was literally uh, watching this film and seeing, you know, severed limbs, arms, legs, you know, decapitated heads. And just like blood everywhere. And so, brother, when I tell you uh, I was not prepared, I just mentally, emotionally, spiritually was not prepared to absorb all that evil. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it was shocking. Uh, I, I was like a pinball machine. I, I literally like tilted in my soul. And so I, I, I turned it off. I. I couldn't take it. And, um, and so I literally ran from the living room to my bedroom and just fell prostrate before God. And I'll just be honest, Pastor Jason, there were, there were sounds that came out of me like a wounded animal. I, I, was, I, I, I went into travail. I, I couldn't believe that this nation would stoop to this level of depravity that parents would do this to their own children. Mm-hmm. And when I, and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking crying. I'm, I, I, I am talking a wailing uh, went up to the heavens and uh, it was literally my Isaiah six moment. Mm-hmm. I had seen how the Lord saw this atrocity and he used it to open my eyes and break my heart. And honestly, Pastor, uh, I'm not one, I'm not kind of guy that can fake it. You know, I, I saw it and I instantly knew that, you know, basically up to this point, yeah, I was saying abortion was murder. But the problem, Pastor, I wasn't acting like these children were really dying. Mm. that they were literally being led to slaughter, you know, butchered for blood money. And um, 
And so that was that was my sort of great awakening uh, to this battle, you know, for the souls of men, for the lives of these children and the future of our bloodstained nation. Mm. Wow. So now this led you to this point. So all that you're doing now, what is the point? What are you trying to do with the ministries that you're involved in now? Well, brother, if you know anything about, you know, Operation Rescue, Operation Save America, you know, we have always treated this, you know, as a gospel kingdom issue. You know, so many want to chalk this up to sort of a political, social issue. Mm. And the problem with that, brother, is like you go to the church, you know, with the plight of these children and they go, well, that's a political issue. We just preach the gospel. And then you go to the government and they say, well, that's a religious issue. You know, you go back to your churches. And so, you know, the problem is then where do we go on the behalf of these uh, voiceless and defenseless children? And so we've been sort of put in a quandary here. Um, so we've always treated this, you know, as a gospel kingdom issue, which, you know, brings up our responsibility as the church of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, you know, God, obviously he's interested in personal salvation and the church is basically good at preaching the basic gospel message. Mm. Um, but the scriptures also admonish us to be salt and light. Uh, you know, God gave us a great commission and that is, you know, to disciple the nations, uh, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is a big part of the Great Commission that the nations are to obey and keep the commandment of God. And so our dilemma, brother, was, wow, we got this Great Commission where we're supposed to disciple the nations in any nation that is committing, you know, child sacrifice and the shedding of innocent blood and parading their sin like Sodom uh, is obviously not been discipled by the church of Jesus Christ. Mm. And quite frankly, Pastor Jason, the laws that we have, the government we have, the culture we have is God's report card on the effectiveness of the church of Jesus Christ wow. when it comes to the task that he has left for us in this earth. Wow. Wow. So there is a serious need for, for the church to wake up and to realize that, uh, that this is something that we need to attack for, for full. You know, we need to get in there with our, with our fists, get our hands dirty, get, get into this, right? Well, honestly, brother, what has kept me going, you know, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, and it honestly, it it, um, it grieves my heart knowing, you know, what kind of nation we're bequeathing, you know, to our posterity. And so quite honestly, Pastor Jason, everything that I have said and done for the last three and a half decades is trying to give God a reason to show mercy. You know, for a nation that's literally begging for his judgments. And I believe they are upon us now and they're only increasing. 
It's almost like, you know, the commercial, can you hear me now? Mm. You know, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You know, and it just seems like we still continue to harden our heart. We still continue to stiffen our neck and we refuse to break. We refuse to repent. Mm. And, um, you know, and that's, that's, that is an area of concern when it comes to securing a future and hope uh, for our children and our grandchildren. Wow. And we know that has to start in the word of God. We got to, we got to, stick to our foundation so let's just take a couple minutes you and i and and tear into just a couple verses of god's word tonight i just wanted to go through a little bit of psalm 139 with you 13 through 18 and i just like to read that it says for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. So just take a couple seconds, uh, please, Rusty, and just talk to everyone about the authority of God over the beginning of life from this passage. Well, brother, we know that, you know, God is the author and the finisher of life. You know, he's the alpha and the omega. Mm. You know, he is the one who created us. You know, he is the one who sustains us. And he is the one you know, that uh, will decide for each and every one of us when we step from this world, you know, to the next. And so, you know, obviously uh, our nation and unfortunately even a lot of the church has forgotten, you know, some of these truths. And uh, quite frankly, Pastor Jason, you know, the American government hasn't come to, you know, to pastors or elders or Christians and put a gun to our head and say, you know, deny the Lord. If you don't deny him, we're going to blow you away. But what they have done through Supreme Court decision after Supreme Court decision after Supreme Court decision, they have demanded that we deny truths Mm. about god about the bible so for instance when it comes to the area of abortion church you now have to deny that man is made in the image of god Mm. you have to deny that god said thou shall not murder Mm. because the supreme court has ruled otherwise And so we have to look at these things, brother, and really come to grips with what we truly believe about God and about life. And we, we should know that whenever there is a command of men that tries to supersede and, um, exalt itself over against the commandment of God, then we as a church and as a nation, we have entered the realms of serious idolatry Mm. that the Lord 
can never bless a nation that does this. Wow. So you have preached this passage. You have read this passage. There are signs with parts of this passage on it. So what do you say to the people that, you know, read through this and those that kind of say, well, I, I want this to be the woman's choice. And they come back with something like, well, yeah, what you're reading is beautiful, but it, it's just poetry. What do, you, what do you say to someone that says something like that? Well, brother, the word of God uh, is foundation for all truth and for all authority. Mm. You know, Scripture tells us that, you know, especially if you, you are born again, you know, one of the things that's required after you have been justified by faith, and that is sanctification, the renewing of our mind. And our mind can only be renewed, you know, through the truth of God's word. Mm. And so one of the things that we have to express, uh, not just to the believer and the unbeliever, you know, there's a lot of people have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, a lot of beliefs, and they could be very, very sincere. But a sincere belief does not determine truth. Mm. It is God's word that determines truth and determines what mankind should believe and why we should believe it. Mm. And quite frankly, God's word and his law is the infrastructure of reality. It's the framework of all reality. So whatever, I don't care if you're a believer or non-believer, whatever part of your brain, your mind, hasn't been renewed by the word of God, that part of your mind is literally insane mm. because it's not thinking when it comes to God's reality. Wow. So now clearly here, I mean, this is telling us God has the authority over the beginning of life, right? So what about the end of life? Where is the authority there? Like when these people are making this decision to to go out and do this and we're talking about this like this is a decision between what pair of shoes to make and i know that it's not taking that or take i know it's not taking that lightly in all circumstances but who really has the authority to say this life is done well brother that's we we know theologically brother the root of this is the fall of man mm. you know since the fall of man you know the tower of babel you know what what is man's pursuit? Well, that is to reach up to heavens and vainly try to drag God down from his throne mm. and replace him. And so, you know, here the Lord comes along and says, you know, I am the Lord. You know, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. I am the Lord. I do all these things. Well, you know, because of the fall and the uh, deception that are that the enemy, you know, first enticed our first parents, you know, when he talked about, you know, do not eat of this tree because the day you eat of this tree, you will die and you will know good and evil. And I used to read that, Pastor. I, I read it so many times and I'm going, well, you know what? We're free moral agents. Perhaps, you know, we'll, we'll hold on to the good. We'll eschew the evil. But that was not the deal the enemy was offering. Mm. He was saying, if you eat of this fruit, you will determine 
what is good and what is evil. Mm. You don't need God. You don't need his commandment. You don't need the objective truth. You will decide for yourself what is good and what is evil. And by virtue of this, you will become a law and a God unto yourself. Mm. And so this is what plagues humanity. And so we take something that is completely, totally the prerogative of almighty God. And we set him aside and we are now going to replace him. And we're going to determine who lives and who who dies, not based upon the objective truth, but our own subjective reasoning. Mm. Wow. It's amazing that there are a lot of Christians that are willing to say, yes, God has the authority over when life begins. I'm there. And there are other Christians that perhaps sometimes just out of, you know, wanting some comfort say, well, God has authority over when a person leaves, over when he takes a person, yes. But clearly here there's something more. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. What about these people that certain part of their life, they're like, well, I'm going to have the authority here. This is where I rule. This is where I reign. Is that kind of what we're dealing with today? Well, brother, there's, there's two truths here. You know, God said in Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed Mm. in the womb. And so obviously in the mind of God, every human being existed according to the foreknowledge of almighty God. The other thing is this, brother, you know, it says that it's appointed unto men once to die And then comes the judgment. There's an appointment, brother. Mm. This is why, you know, God through Moses said, teach me, you know, give me wisdom, Lord, and teach me according to the number of my days. Mm. Brother, each and every one of us have a certain amount of time on this earth. And this is not a dress rehearsal, brother. Mm. And so we better make sure we got this thing right. And we give our best uh, to the Lord. And so from the beginning of life to the end of life, that is God's domain. Mm. Now, will men rebel against that? Will men try to pervert that and distort that? Absolutely. Why? Because we're sinners. We're rebels at heart. Um, You know, and we chafe against authority. Mm. Um, And that includes... um, you know, there's, there's different authorities that God has, you know, established uh, for his glory and our good. Mm. You know, we got, you know, family government, we got church government, we got civil government, and all three are to teach us the importance of self-government. Mm. Of course, historically, in, in, a, in the United States of America especially, self-government was the key to liberty. Mm. And so all these different authorities, brother, all these different governments that God has established, we have lost sight of, we have lost a biblical worldview of these truths, and now the fruit of our ignorance and willful ignorance is now upon us, brother. And uh, yeah, it's probably a good idea that we start getting our way back to God, you know, back to his word, (laughs) back to his truth and doing things his way. 
So bringing this up into, into some contemporary implications, what are the contemporary implications of this passage of, of God um, having authority over the beginning of life and every day in between and over our last day? What are the contemporary implications of that for us? Well, brother, the scripture tells us there is sin for a season, hmm. but then, you know, the season's over and the serious consequences come rolling in. Hmm. You know, brother, we, we know initially the cost that came when Adam and Eve, you know, did what they did when they committed treason against the Almighty. There were serious consequences. Sin, death, hell, the grave. Mm. And this is where the gospel of the kingdom is so vital to our recovery. Um, you know, we, we can, you know, the theme song of hell <laughs> is I did it my way. Mm. I mean, that that's what they're singing in torment in hell right now. I did it my way. Mm. I refused to do it God's way. And, and I got to tell you, brother, and this is and this is also true uh, for Christians. You know, we can know the Lord. We can be born again. But here's the deal. If you're going to do it the world's way, you're still going to get the world's results. And most of it is not good. Mm. So right now, what's required of us, brother, is to take what the heck we're thinking, what we're believing, and how are we acting in these days and hold it up to the light of Scripture. Mm. Now, if it's good, hold on to it. But if it doesn't line up with thus saith the Lord, you need to let it go. Mm. You need to relinquish it. And you need to submit every aspect of our life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You know, we know biblically, brother, that there is an enemy. The Bible tells us, and we know in context, he's talking about the Pharisees and the Judaizers. But behind that is an enemy who has come to kill steal and to destroy mm. and that's an amazing thing brother because you know we'll preach that from the pulpit and yet with this enemy is savaging our nation you know through abortion through homosexuality through the breakdown of the family and this anti-child mentality you know literally just savaging our nation we'll preach that from the gospel you know and still not connect the dots when it's actually happening in our generation mm. you know brother and in the midst of that jesus christ says i have come that you might have life mm. this is what psalm 139 is talking about i have come that you might have life both physical and eternal life mm. and to have it more abundantly wow. so we know that the problem is this brother the scripture says when men and nations reject the wisdom of God, they only have one direction to go in, and that is to love death. Wow. Where death becomes the solution for all our moral and political problems of the day. And we're seeing it happen, brother. 
greatly. It's happening uh, in so many ways where we are literally choosing death to solve our economic and moral problems. Why? Because of our unbelief, our rebellion, and our abominations that have gone up before the Almighty. And I got to tell you, in particular, brother, there are two sins that once they reach heaven, you are in deep, deep trouble with the Almighty. And that is child sacrifice, the shedding of innocent blood, and parading our sin like Sodom. And this nation has done it to the nth degree in the face of a holy God, brother. And so, yeah, we, we, we need to humble ourselves we need to pray. We need to we need to get the sin out of our life. We need to repent. We need to cry out to God. And then we got to bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. And that means we got to be salt and light and fulfill the Great Commission in the United States of America once yes. again. That is that is so awesome. So you're talking here about the cultural, the national rejection of God's authority. How is that affecting the institution of the family today? Oh, brother. Oh, my gosh. We are so out of order, Pastor Jason. And because we're so out of order, um, you know, we're spending out of control. Mm. You know, we, we have, even the church, we have lost sight of the purpose of marriage and the purpose for family mm. and the purpose of children. We, we, we know the culture is absolutely confused when it comes to the role and the function of, you know, wives and mothers and husbands and fathers. But even in the church, brother, we have bought into so much of the feminist, egalitarian kind of gobbledygook, brother, that has... Has so devastated our young. I mean, brother, we're living in a time where boys want to be girls, girls want to be boys. Um, I mean, we've come up with 56 or so genders in this culture. Brother, I mean, this has devastated this generation. But I will tell you, and this is tied because every, you know, I'm sure you had Pastor Matt on. One of the things he says all the time, and it's so true, every good status knows to get control over the masses, he has to weaken and destroy the family. Mm. And I am telling you, brother, they have implemented this agenda, and uh, we see the fruits of it, you know, all around us, brother. And so, you know, family, brother, it's the building block of society. And one of the things that I always say this, and, I, and it just rings so true. As goes the father, so goes the family. As goes the family, so goes your church. And as goes the church, so goes your nation. Oh, that is that is really, really, really hard hitting. You think about that pattern, and it's it's truly amazing because we don't give a lot of thought to this. So, with this tide that is coming in against us, I and mean, here we are, churches spread all over the United States, and we see this coming against us. What can we do? Where can real change begin for us today? 
Well, brother, obviously, when we see what we're facing, it is it is daunting, brother. And um, and I know a lot of people are frightened by what they're seeing because we're not sure, you know, what kind of nation we're getting back, you know, through COVID-19 and the political agenda behind it. But as I was sharing you beforehand, brother, our nation is so bereft of godly leadership and quite honestly, both in the church and the state. And so for those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to hear, what a tremendous opportunity for godly men to arise in this day and this hour and give a clear clarion call and to begin to lead our nation. You know, brother, we're, we're, we're a prodigal nation. Mm. You know, we really, really are. You know, God has blessed us with so much bounty, so much grace, so much goodness, so much prosperity. And what in the world have we done with it, brother? And now we're sort of like, you know, been reduced to the pigsty and looking at the slop and, and going, my goodness, you know, and, and what have we left for our children? You know, the husks, you know, wow. where it looks like, you know, fruit from the outside. But when you open it up, brother, there's nothing there. Mm. And, um, you know, the words that we have to have that that prodigal son moment, brother, each of us have to come to our senses and, and realize we've gone far, far, far away from the father's house. Mm. And, uh, you know, perhaps it's time to come back home. You know, perhaps it's time to make that journey back, you know, to the Lord, you know, to the truth of his word. Brother, we've we got a nation that's that's standing on sinking sand, brother, and it's evident all about us. But the good news is there's still a solid rock. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's not just the king of pastors and the Lord of bishops. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's a political title. It's not an ecclesiastical title. Wow. And brother, we, 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 we got to get back to some truths, brother, and start implementing them. Because uh, it, it, is, it is a serious time for us, brother. It truly is. Well... I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate your ministry. And I just wanted to give an opportunity for you just to tell listeners how they can find out more about you and more about Operation Save America. Well, if you look up my name, it's, it's going to be a stormy tale. Because <laughs> 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 I, got, I got people who, who love us. And I got a lot of people who hate us, as you can probably guess by the things I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, we're... I'm the national director of Operation Save America. There, there is a website, you know, www.operationsaveamerica.org. Uh, people can uh, reach me there. There's an e email uh, if they're interested. We do, brother, have uh, a national event coming up uh, July 19th through the 25th. It's going to be the first of its kind. We're going to be doing a lot of the the messaging online, the different seminars. We're going to have seminars for the youth, seminars for pastors, seminars for magistrates. We're going to be having rally speakers. These are all strategic 
gospel of the kingdom men with strategic messages to equip the church to do what we've been talking about here, mm. uh, Pastor Jason. And then we're going to have different links that people can access to a lot of our, our materials, um, books and CDs and pamphlets and tracks. And um, so we're hoping that uh, those that sign up and register would access those materials so they can reach their local communities with the gospel of the kingdom uh, to abolish abortion uh, in the United States of America, because that truly is the main root of our woe. And if we're ever going to be set free from blood guiltiness, brother, we've got to bring the acts of God's truth to this bloody root and through him vanquish this evil from our land to secure a future and hope for our children. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Rusty. I really, really appreciate your time. I'm going to be praying for you, your family, which is slightly larger than I thought it was in the beginning. And um, I just want to thank you again for uh, coming on Master's Crib. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. It's been a joy to be with you, brother. You keep pressing on, my friend. 